This podcast is brought to you with thanks with patrons like you. Go check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Live from Swordplay Studios, it's time for Boards and Swords! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm totally here, too. Wait, I I thought you said he wasn't here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. That's right, it's time for Boards and Swords. This is the podcast where we talk about board games and I lost my, like, I just, I had a thought and it just fell off. Like, we entertain it, people. Yeah, we have fun. We try to. We have fun talking about games and people. Yeah. Stuff. There's somewhere in some, there. Sometimes so, people make their way in there. Some, you know, sometimes, again, I, I keep like, a thought is in my head and then it just falls off. Yeah. It's like okay. a cliff. Anyway, who are you? Hi, I'm Chris Renshaw. I'm one of your hosts. I am Cindy Pastorius. And I am Colin Pastorius, the reminderer. The reminderer? What's the reminderer? <laughs> I do some remindering. Oh. If you are into... Never mind. I was going to say something, but nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So anyways, like I said, yeah, this is a podcast where we have fun talking about board games. There we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So with that, I've got some uh, news bits. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. I just sang that song yesterday. <laughs> same same situation. Anyways, I got some news bits for you guys and ladies. For right. y'all. Do it. You can call me a guy. Whatever. Um, but but out there. True. You don't know. Nominations for the Spiel de Jahres. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hot stuff. The German Game of the Year have been announced. The three games are Just One from Repros Productions, Llama from Amigo, and Werewords from Bezier Games. Mm-hmm. Also announced were the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, the more enthusiast game of the year award. Uh, we had from there, we had Carpe Diem from Aaliyah, Detective from Portal Games, and Wingspan from Stonemire. Oh, yeah. Don't get too excited. Mm. Because if you want a game that's actually available in the US or has a rule book that isn't garbage or isn't based on Werewolf, then there's just one option. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Wait, which one has a garbage rule book? Well, it, Portal Games has a record of oh. being like that. I've never played Detective, so I don't know, but it's just the... We didn't read the we, we were taught it at the, the, a convention. The stereotype is that Portal Games has terrible rule books. Mm. Right. Speaking of things totally not related to Werewolf, Bezier Games has announced Silver, a new line of card games that will release starting at Gen Con. Now, they don't say this in the press release, but based on what I've heard people... Their description, and based on people that have gotten to try it out, it's based on another game called Cabo. Yeah, they recently came out with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like in the initial press release, it doesn't mention Cabo, oh, but sure. this yeah, is yeah. basically like a reskinning. Based on another game called Cabo, in this game, you trade cards with other players to try and get the hand with the lowest number before your opponents do. Future games in the line will have more unique kind of special abilities on your cards so that you can mix and match and have custom games like every time. Mm. Finally. They ran out of one night ultimate ideas. I, this seems like a game I'd play once, and I'm like, that was a game. I played that one night. Yeah. Eh, 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 eh. 
That's that should have been the joke. Is this yeah, a game I'd play only one night? Can I get my own thing? <laughs> Got it. You are mastering the buttons right now. That's me. Yeah. Uh, minor news bit: the second Key Forge set, Age of Ascension, is now available in stores. Nice. Even more impressive fact: I haven't bought any decks yet. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I repeated that sound. I don't know why I did that. Mainly because uh, I took, we, so we've been cleaning through stuff, mm-hmm. found like a whole box of magic cards from Chloe. Oh, wow. And so I was, trade I traded those in. And so I'm waiting to hear how much that's worth before I spend any money. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> she was like, but they were my cards. I'm like, yes, but I bought them. <laughs> that that yeah. is a good point. <laughs> I'm like, do you play magic anymore? No. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> they have been repossessed. <laughs> And finally, on to something that Colin will appreciate, mm. and that is IDW Games will soon be taking pre-orders for Metal Gear Solid, the board game. Yeah. With over a dozen missions and 10 bonus VR missions, I'm putting <laughs> air quotes in there, the game will retell the story of Metal Gear Solid and is a co-op game complete with all kinds of yummy minis. Oh, it's co-op. I and, don't know about the solid part, but uh, Colin's got some liquid drooling from his mouth right now. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Stop! That's gross. That's all I have this time. Sorry, I had to simulate the liquid for the listeners. So gross! No, no! Ah, uh, nasty! Oh my lord! <laughs> Please cut this. Uh, nope, it's getting like auto-tuned or something now. It's good, like boy, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yoho is coming back. <laughs> By the way, Kyle's in the chat room saying, "Hey, hey, how's Kyle. it going? Hey, I tried Brass Lakeshire." Oh, yeah, yeah. I played a brass game. That's and how'd it go? And I didn't hate it. <laughs> it was not that bad. Surprising. Yeah. It's definitely like this is a first impression, so I need to play it some more. Mm-hmm. But like when I opened it up, and the reason I got the game, because it was like, this is a beautiful game. I might be like, uh, you know, uh, swayed. S- persuade mm-hmm. or, you know, swayed by the, the production value. And yeah, like the cards are really <laughs> nice. I get the one they gave us had the poker chips, oh, which yeah. I think are about to go on Kickstarter. By the time this episode is out, I think they will be on Kickstarter. The iron clays themselves. Yes. Mm. So they're selling the iron clays with like I want to say playing cards. Oh, okay. Uh, I would suggest the iron clays just because they're really really nice to use for for money instead of like coins or chits or something. Sure. The clays I are nice. That. Of course. I also mentioned this in our in our unboxing video. If you don't want to spend like it's probably gonna be like 30, 40 bucks on the iron clays, you can go ten dollars at Walmart and get like regular poker chips. It can be really nice. Or you can go to Goodwill and pay the same price. <laughs> oh yeah, Goodwill's prices are not cheap. Sometimes like yeah, they'll just Oh, like- I didn't know which way you were going with that. Like people leave stuff at Goodwill or Goodwill's too expensive. Yeah, sometimes yeah. It, that joke- like sometimes the prices are uh, not really where they should be for thrifting. Yeah. That yeah. joke had about three different endings, so I didn't know which way you were going. It's a choose your own adventure joke. <laughs> <laughs> Only none of them are funny. Oh. <laughs> just sad. But and it's depressing. okay because none of mine are either. <laughs> There's an art to bad jokes. Mm. Anyway. So yeah. But yeah, so brass. brass. Definitely though, that was a game like we read through the instructions. I had watched a video on it, but when we sat down and played it, for those that haven't played it, this one is it's got a map of London, England. I'm not familiar enough with the area to know. A Lancashire area? Yeah, Lancashire area. I don't know where that is, and I don't have a map 
on mm. me to know where that is in relation to like London and such. But you are trying to move different goods from different plants all around the board. And like you're trying to move coal to areas that then use that coal to make cloth, which you then try and connect to like seas to, to ports to ship. And then like halfway through the game, all the pathways get destroyed and replaced with uh, rails because you switch from canals to using rails. Mm. It's interesting. It's just when we sat down to play, it was one of those like, okay, so what do I do first? <laughs> <laughs> like after you get like a couple of turns in, you start to get like an ability to generate like or, you know, to think to start to build a strategy just at front. It was just, there's so many options and also kind of hard to work with because you can take loans, but that like hurts your money generation and there's no way to repay the loans. You just take like a permanent deduction mm. in your money that you have to build back. So like there's a money track and instead of paying back loans, you just get like, if I take a loan, I just go bump down the track one level. So then I just have to earn that level back up. Gotcha. So we'll wait to stay tuned to see. Yeah, what, so more to come. Future. But yeah. I was just saying, like, hey, I played a brass game. Mm-hmm. I, Exciting. Yeah. Surprising. I yeah. put an asterisk next to that because of the production. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the uh, the swaying of the component quality. Oh yeah. Well, like I, I told you guys, I really want to try Birmingham because I've heard it's a little bit less brutal, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. combined with the new production value, I'm like, okay, that might be like the sweet spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me. By the way, Embercelic is in the chat room again. Awesome. Hello. So we played some games. We got an expansion for Orléans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some French in there. We got the Trade and Intrigue expansion from TMG. So do you like stab the people in the back and take their stuff? That is an aspect. Yeah. Um, So this particular expansion adds a couple like- It's modules. Yeah, as I was about to say, it's modules. Thanks for taking the word out of my mouth. So in addition to adding in a new, so the way Orleans works is there's a board that you can like send your people to and you get special bonuses for doing it. And because you're like permanently getting them out of your bag by sending them to this board. Well, in this version, the trade and intrigue version, the board is like you send a person there and then you do something against your other player, the other players. And you're talking about the intrigue board. There's two different boards. Oh, yes. The intrigue board. Thank you. So, it, or it's yeah, like the intrig- devilish, devilish Axe or something like that is the name of the board. Mm. Yeah. And so it allows you to do mean things to your opponents and you get a benefit from it. And like in the base game of Orleans is if you've, you're the last person to place a person on there, you get an even additional bonus, a completion bonus, they call it. So that we've only played with once because we're not terribly mean we waited until the last minute to play with this (laughs) we're not we're not mean players like we don't like to be mean to each other the game itself is kind of harsh on you because there's these events that pop up to say at the end of this you're gonna have to pay some money or you're gonna be in trouble yeah or you're gonna lose people or something but this version actually added in nicer events did you notice that some events were actually uh helped you out for you so that was nice. So it's like they kind of balance it out. Like that board, the intrigue board is mean, but then they've added in event tiles that are nice. Yeah. Not all of them are nice. but yeah. So what's kind of nice is uh, the original game, you have a set. This is like another module is these new events. The old one had a stack of events. You use those. It's just a matter of what order they pop out in. This, 
you pick some from A, B, C, and D, like four from each, and you stack them all together. And so you're not going to know what in particular is coming in the game. That's true, yeah. And then, so one of the modules for the trade side of the game, they added in... I thought you were going to talk about the other board first. They added in another board, and this one is really cool because when you send your people there, most of the time you're going to get specific goods, or sometimes you'll just get a citizen or it's something beneficial for you you're not doing anything mean to your opponents and it's pretty cool yeah the original you just get money for the most part wherever right. you send a person but this but one gets you lots of good stuff like you can get something to help you activate actions you can get new buildings to power yeah. new actions you can, for you you could ship which is pretty cool the coins of course is normal but yeah so that's that's really nice and then it also for the trade portion of it it includes these Contracts. Like contract, contract Don't show cards. me, show them. I'm, I'm, I'm showing everyone. And so <laughs> like on the board, you know, there's all the different cities you can visit in the game. And this adds in an aspect where when you're in a particular city, if one of these contract cards is out, you can give up the re- requisite number of goods and then score a number you know, points based on what you've just traded in and it tells you on the card. And I mean, you don't get the points until the end of the game, but you collect the card and then set it in front of you for end game scoring. And it's really cool because these do not, you have to do this as the last thing you do. Because once you take one of these contracts, your turn is over. You're done for the round. Yeah. So you have to kind of think about it, but don't forget because (laughs) that would suck. Because somebody else could swoop in and take it from you. And then, yeah, since they refill, of course, after each turn but well that one's taken so i really like this expansion apart from that in is this brand new no it's actually a couple years old gotcha it's been out there a while but i would say two years but that's a while in the board is this the only expansion no they have there's invasion invasion. okay and there's also the fifth player oh yeah 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 so yeah everything apart from that intrigue board is great and yeah the way we are currently housing it because of that is everything from this expansion is in the base box yeah i really enjoyed this as well like i i really like the card aspect the it's it's a new way to get points and it's it's neat and they always make it so that whatever good because the goods are worth points at the end of the game too and so they've made it so that you're making out better getting the card than you would by just keeping all the goods so that's great. And the intrigue board, because we're not mean players, mm-hmm. it's not our cup of tea, but I could see people really enjoying it. I that. think it has its place. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, if we were playing with Philip, that's what he would obviously want to be playing with because he'd want to be stabbing his <laughs> opponents in the back, basically, literally, because there is a traitor action. But yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's not for us necessarily, but the whole rest of the expansion absolutely is great. I love it. It's one of those expansions you. We we taught it to two new players, uh, uh-huh. the game itself, and they Played probably the wouldn't even notice that it yeah, wasn't just the base so game. Because it's so smooth mm. flowing. Because the board doesn't change much other than you're just getting different goods, or not necessarily goods, but you're getting different benefits. And then the cards, there, it's not it's not difficult to grasp if you're a gamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I thumb, really like thumbs it. up for this expansion. Yes, definitely, definitely, highly recommend. If you if you love Orleans. You need this expansion, I think. So, Orléans, I would say, I, I think it's kind of in that veil of it's like a modern classic at I this would say point. That. Yeah, like it, it's, it's been got, around for a it's while. been around and it stays getting played. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hung around. Um, so everyone's always talking about it, 
and so I always feel like I should play it, but you're just reminding me more and more why. It... <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, God. Let me, show me. Give me give me the rule You book. would hate this game. <laughs> I would hate this game. Like, literally, my eyes are rolling in their back in their sockets just looking at the board. That is so bad. Like, it's a well, that's not that's not the actual board. That's I'm, that's the still, beneficial deeds board. I still like. <laughs> I'm just like now that I've been exposed to brass. I, I'm I, the bar is set so high. It, it's uh-huh. like, Whatever. why well, do you play games like that? They look so well, bad. You, you always you bad. always give Clemens Franz a bad tr- bad time, and he did the art for this. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it just know. it just yeah, it looks like it was made back in the 1500s. <laughs> Well, that's the theme they're going it's, for. It's charming. Okay, and the theme to Brass is the 1800s, but it still looks gorgeous. <laughs> Whatever. The original didn't. The original doesn't. And notice <laughs> I didn't play the original. And like I wanted to learn the game, and so I thought about buying the app to learn how to play. And then mm. I saw it was the original art, and I was like, <laughs> not even knowing that, that, that that's not going to be the art I'm playing on. Like, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't like know. I find the art appealing. I like it, too, so... Sorry. I know art is subjective. It's just... It's like, if you ask me, the Brass Lancashire art is dark. It is so dark. I see that. Yeah. Like, the color choice, and even, like, in the color choice in the palette, it shows it's dark. But then again, it's supposed to be, because it's supposed to be during the Industrial Revolution. Sure. So, thinking, like, coal and smoke and cloudy. But when you love to see a nice, uh, colorful person, like, smiling with that coal... (laughs) Why? (laughs) But... That my point isn't that it needed to be like a darker palette. I'm just saying overall, like there was attention to detail put into the graphic design, mm-hmm. and then there's not. <laughs> I think there is, but that's okay. Yeah, like you said, subjective. Yeah, I, I think if you saw the whole game set up, you might think a little differently. He wouldn't. No, <laughs> come on now. I just feel like our viewers want to hear me hate on a game. Uh huh. Hey, I'm sold. I'm easy. <laughs> Philip says he likes it. <laughs> I am not trying to dissuade anyone from playing this game. Okay, okay. I'm only saying that I can't stand it. <laughs> it was well, it was like uh, when we played The Arrival, another oh. Martin Wallace game, where I was like, "This is not a game." Oh, he did for- brass. Sorry. Yeah, this is not a game for me. So I'm going to caveat this: like, this is not mm-hmm. a game that I would be normally interested in. So my opinion doesn't really matter because. I'm not the target audi- audience. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fine. Remember that whole artist subjective thing? I'm not Moves. saying the, the I'm not saying it's a terrible game. I'm just saying the art is not for me. I think the art is bad. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> then again, let's take this and go on the opposite side. Sometimes there's a too much attention paid to details. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Like on some of the Rising Sun minis? Well, there's that. Well, no, that would be not enough attention to detail paid to some circumstances. Like, there's a couple of those. Like, as soon as I saw oh, them I was painted, talking... I was like, oh, my goodness. I was I, talking nightmares. about I was talking about the dude, the the one where they, they looked they looked on Wikipedia to find the thing. That oh, was that like one. not enough that attention one. to detail. There's no, that. I'm talking about, you know, sometimes I hear people throw around the word overproduced. And for a while, I never quite understood what that meant. Like, how do you overproduce a game? I know what they mean now. (laughs) (laughs) Hop. That is my example of an overproduced game. Yeah. like I've known for a little while, but I'm just Mm -hmm. saying like, so we got a copy of Gen 7 in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so far, so we've we've played two games Mm -hmm. and the gameplay is fine. I, 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 
this is not a full review because I want to get through more of it. We're still, based on our second play, it's basically the base game plus like a rules tweak. Okay. There's not enough to like show the campaign evolving piece. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just going off of this is a first impression of the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, I think the game retails for like $100. It was up there. Not that. My initial two plays are not worth that money. And what I mean, this is what I mean by overproduce is just like everything has this like deluxe sheen on it. Like the dice look like extra crisp, but like it's got all these like boards that, you know, or modules that get put out everywhere. Mm. And there's all it's essentially just a box of cards. Like the whole game is a box of cards and boards to put those cards on. Granted, I don't know what's in the envelopes. Like we opened up one envelope and it came out with another board for a new deck of cards, mm. basically. <laughs> but I'm like, we could have done this in a different like there are I'm in my head thinking like there are ways to like this could have not been, you know, a hundred dollars. Yeah, so steep. Yeah. Yeah, because a hundred dollars is a lot for a board game, for sure. Right. And so based on the first two plays, I'm not seeing anything that justifies that a hundred dollars. Mm. Okay. Like, if this were a $60 game, I'd be like, that's a great deal. Like, so far, the gameplay is pretty cool. Like, it's it's a co-op game. So, think, so it's a crossword game like Dead of Winter. Mm-hmm. So, think like Dead of Winter in that sort of cooperative state where you have things come up that as a group you need to deal with, but at the same time, you have your own personal goals. So, take out the hidden trader bit for now. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't... Like, as far as we know, there's no hidden trader. There's just... So there's not a hidden trader, but you have personal goals that may be like, I don't necessarily want to do X right now. I kind of want to do Y, even though we kind of need X. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. X is the short, like, I need to, sure, we may need someone to donate some stuff here, but for the long term, you know, me getting some points, which will allow me to, and it, it, there's not like a winner because mm. it's a co-op. There's just like a ranking. There's a point merit system where the more points you get, you can unlock more abilities for your character. Okay. So that could be beneficial to the whole team. Right. So that's where it's like, and you don't want to be left behind where like some people are rocketing up the track and they have all these really cool abilities and you're stuck with just kind of base stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's a lot of dice rolling because that's kind of the mechanic is you get these dice and you place the dice. It's a little bit like Euphoria in that sense where you kind of, situate you roll your dice and based on what die you roll might depend on where you put your die yeah like which action you put in okay um so there's that's and the the the, the storyline is is that you're on a generation ship that's been sent out into space and you're gen 7 which means you neither remember where you came or you weren't alive when you started and you will not make it to the finish mm. you're like the middle crew that's basically your job is to keep the ship operating as it's going forward mm-hmm. hmm. um so like i said it's it's an interesting campaign game in that like all the it's got like it does everything really well to the point where you can package everything back up and reset the game okay so like, you could say like let's play game two maybe because i was wondering is like is it only campaign you wouldn't want to play it not as a campaign okay because the main there's a plot book that drives each game hmm and that's like maybe at the end there might there's enough base mechanics that there might be something at the end like maybe after game seven where it's like okay now you can just keep playing but just do this this and this Mm -hmm. it's possible but you're not that far yet but i'm not that far to know so like i said it's a good game so far i don't know if i'll be able to fully 
give it a yay or nay until I get all the way through the end. Because like I said, there's not been enough reveals yet. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. But so we've basically, I've opened one envelope. That's pretty much like, there's a whole bunch of envelopes. I've opened one. So. <laughs> cool. We'll see. Yeah. So we got Imhotep. Yes. Talk about another game yeah, that's been out I, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They gave us this at PAX Unplugged. This is by Cosmos. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, look at all those shades of brown. I must have this. Yeah. But oh see, like, that box art is intriguing to me. Because like, it's even Egyptian. though. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. The way that the color palette and everything's mixed in there, like even though there's a lot of like your Euro beige, that there's still some vivid uh-huh. artwork to it. That's yeah. my kind of my point. Like that, I've actually been want I've wanted to try Imhotep before. I just never got around to it. Yeah, look, really look at these cubes. Game. These cubes are huge. <laughs> I, I, that is definitely. Huge. I thought they were more like your standard cubes. No, yeah. it I says on the it says on the back of the box actual size. <laughs> Yeah, and so, this is by your favorite person, Phil Walker Harding. I saw. Uh, yeah, favorite like, person. Well, I, you play a lot of his games. There, there are several of his games that we play now. Like uh, we just got Sushi Roll as well. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they also we also got a play. When did you get Sushi Roll? A few weeks just a ago. little bit ago. We bought it on our own. We haven't really uh, talked about it. It came in the beginning of May. Because I do want to try that at some point. Yeah. Anyway, so in addition to the game, they gave us uh, the play mat as well to try out. And check with, this out. It fits in the box. It fits in the box. <laughs> That's like a bonus right there. Yeah. I mean, yes. not this, enough people do so that. So we've not played the game without the playmat because we'd never played it until we got this copy with the playmat. But I have to say, I don't know that I would ever want to play this without the playmat because it has a place for everything and it is so nice. And the ships just slide on down. It's so great. The people who have played in Hotel will know what I mean by slide right on down. So... Yeah, in this game, you are trying to be the most influential builder in Egypt. Uh, you're building pyramids, obelisks, you're the temple burial, burial chamber, and you're going, doing set collection and getting you're like, going different to the sets of cards. and stuff, too. But on your turn, you can do one of four actions. You can get more of your cubes, like put on your sled. I forget what they're actually called, but it's uh, a quarry. Yeah, you're getting stone. stone. Yeah, your stones and you're putting them on your sled, so they're being moved to the sites. Technically, you can put one on a boat. You can move a boat to a location. And what was the fourth thing? That's it. That was the thing. There's only three. Oh, you can use something on a oh a card on a card. Well, the cards are yeah. You can the use cards the card. usually involve yes, one of those. A card actions. is an action. That's true. Yeah. So with that, there is a lot of kind of backstabbing moves you can make. They're not like stuff that's going to make you mad at another person. I know because I did a lot to Cindy and she did not get mad at me. True. Uh, so like you load up a boat and, and that boat is not designated for a specific site. So you can say, hmm, you've got everything on that boat. I'm going to send it over to this place where you won't get any points. Yeah. Because and also the order that the cubes are on the boats, they'll offload in that order. Mm-hmm. So and you don't so, have to load them on the boat in that order. You can put them on in any order you yeah, want. Yeah, you can choose whatever spot you want. So there's that move, and you can say, like, I'm going to use this card action here. I'm going to take that spot on that. Yeah. So you're trying to get the most points in the game, and most points, yeah, is the winner. But it's a really fast-playing game. Uh, when yes. I was talking about, we wanted to squeeze one more in, so because the location sites they have an A and a B side, uh-huh. and, and we only played the A side. Yeah, so we far. played the A sides uh, a couple times, and we wanted to try the B sides. And when we got this at PAX Unplugged, the guy had the expansion as well, and he said, "You don't need the expansion because there's so. Uh, I mean, you don't need it yet anyway because there's so much replay value in this, and 
I agree. Because uh-huh. you can flip-flop between the A and the B sides as a whole or mix them. Yeah. And so you always have a different array of sites you can go to. And it's cool because some of the sites, like the market, you're always just getting cards. And some of the cards are, you know, in-game scoring, set collection, or it's abilities you can use during the game. And then one of the sites you can go to is immediate scoring. Another one is at the end of the round. And then two other ones are into the game. And so it gives you like a nice variety in what you can do. And the A side versus B side is definitely different enough that it's intriguing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same but different. Okay, yeah. so hard questions time. Okay. I know I'm a fickle beast. <laughs> Would I enjoy this game? Well, you may. You thought it's... Kingdom Builder was okay. Yeah. This is it's another like... it's another gateway game. Yeah, okay. It's definitely a gateway game for sure. That's why it seems is it in the kind of light engine builder sort of not uh, quite engine, not builder. engine builder. Okay. Mm-mm. It's just I didn't know the flow of picking cards up, kind of putting them down or picking up goods. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, when you take stone from the quarry, you take mm-hmm. three at a time, and you can only house five in your, what's it, oh, what's it okay. called? Your sled. Your sled. You can only house five at a five at in your sled. And so you can take them off, and then once you're empty, or not even once you're empty, but, you know, you can regenerate your stone. And it just, when you were describing it, but it gave me a very, like, century sort of... I, I get feel. that. I, I would say it area control is an aspect of this yes, game. Yes, because okay. some of the, definitely, like, the way the burial chamber is, they're definitely area control in the scoring aspect. Like where you like, have your cubes show up in there, you're trying to group them together on the A side or have the most have in a the row on the B side. Yeah. And then the obelisk on, that's kind of like a, I wouldn't, that's not set collection. That's almost kind of like area control too, because you're trying to get tall towers mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, yeah, that's pretty cool. On the B side, you're, you're, yeah, you're that's, that's more area control on the B side, but it's just getting points. Yeah. It's it's point generation. It's, it's a very simple game, but it's it's fun. I I really like it. And you definitely may enjoy it. Like obviously I wouldn't so I wouldn't quick, necessarily call it yeah, cool. I, I wouldn't call it a Euro. Hey, game I'm totally down for quick games. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of engine builders, did you see that Simon had pictures of a giant gizmos? No. Oh, I did. Yeah, where I this did. is like the marbles are like I'm trying to think of about what size this would be. I think like shot put balls. Oh, okay. Like the marbles are that. Like oh, a croquet wow. ball? Yeah, like a croquet ball. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and they were in this like huge dispenser. Nice. And I don't know if the cards were big as well, but yeah, because the Simon Expo was this past right, weekend. Right. Mm. So yeah, they had like somebody sitting there and it just like, <laughs> it looks so cool at that point. Uh, nice. I thought of you when I saw it. Anyway, Imhotep, I highly recommend it. If you are somebody who has never tried it because you're either new to the hobby or you just have never tried it, definitely give it a shot because it's a great game. And if you do love it and you don't have that playmat, oh my gosh, you should totally buy that playmat because it is fantastic. It is really nice. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's really, really great game. And although it's uh, easy, to, it's easy to pick up and it's mm-hmm. easy to it's play, easy to but teach, there's too. also a lot of strategy in that. It's like I love those games that are like those 20 minute games, but it feels the feel, the amount of thought that you're putting into it is like a 45-minute game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yes, Imhotep by Cosmos. Good game. Yep, thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right, so I saw you, you said in the notes you had a game day because yesterday was International Tabletop Day. Yeah. I didn't, I think it's the first one in a while I didn't play any games during. Aw. Well, I mean, do we count Pokemon Go? Does that count as tabletop? <laughs> is it? 
I guess you're sitting at a tabletop when you're doing it. No, I was in I was in the car and then walking around. Totally not counting. Yeah, I was outside, so <laughs> probably not. No. But I was gaming ish some of the day. <laughs> but yeah, we played a few games. We had uh we had two people over, so it was a nice like yeah. intimate game day and nice. we had specific slate like we played Western Legends and a couple other games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we played not so fast. Oh yeah. Nice. So it had That's been a little cool. bit for that one. I love that game. But yeah. It was good times. Yeah, we had a good time. It was I won every game except for Western Legends. So <laughs> that was exciting. I did not win that one. I I didn't win a single game, yeah. It was and it wasn't a Marshall player that won. He was, I mean, it wasn't a wanted player. It was a Marshall player mm-hmm. that won. Didn't the Marshall players win when we played? No, I thought it was a wanted player that won. No, because like I went the wanted track. That's true. He did. I arrested oh, him like the know. last round or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of people complain that you go wanted and it's overpowered because mm. you get points at the end of every turn. But and so like the wanted players are always gonna win. That is not if, the I case. I don't think I won our Western Legends game. You did not. I think I won that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so it is definitely not the case. If you are, you know, annoyed at Western Legends because <laughs> you think the wanted players always win. It's but not yeah, the I've, case. I've heard like the argument like for all three of them. Like the mining strategy is broken, the martial strategy is yeah. broken, people just broken. like to complain. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> And that just tells me, yeah, everyone's complaining about something. I guess it's balanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though the game doesn't seem to like me, I do enjoy it for the most part. Yeah, she was complaining about like, the whole We time. could have a whole discussion topic on games that you suck at, but just enjoy. Yeah. For me, a long time, that was Android Netrunner. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that does have a barrier. Well. Like, for getting good. Yeah, but for me, it was I kept teaching it to people and losing every time. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I was losing to new people every you, time. You sure you play this a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you got anything else you've played? Uh, yeah, we got uh, cartographers here. Oh, yeah. So this is actually, you remember what I said about prototypes? I don't like prototypes. <laughs> yeah. This is the one different. <laughs> so, the one exception? The one exception. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's practically done, right? It is. Pra- I mean, this is... This is as less a prototype as it is a pre-production copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it was basically a pre-production copy. I, I hope they put some visual on the back because it's just text on the back of the box. Uh, I wouldn't There's be surprised. There's a compass symbol, but... This looks pretty done to me. Mm-hmm. It's even got I mean, the UPC on it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I, yeah, maybe that's true. Like... It could use a picture right here and of, of, like of some of the cards, of the components, yeah. and like in the middle of gameplay. That's true. It could, but anyways. So this is from Thunderworks Games. Uh, it is not done by the same person, but it's set in the same universe, quote unquote, as uh, role player. I was which wondering is, that. Which is why uh, what well, says a role player tale on the box? Right. That's why I was wondering that. <laughs> <laughs> So I had it, it was kind of weird because I, I was wondering like, why did they set it in a role, pl- like make it the big a uh, role player tale? Because thematic, like I understand like, yes, this could take place in the same world as role player and that they're both fantasy-ish style games. Mm-hmm. And other than that, there's not a whole, other than some of the graphic design is the same, which I do kind of like. Okay. So that was like my one, It, it this isn't a complaint more as a kind of like. Confusion? Confusion kind of bit. Like, is it more just to sell this game? Just to, is putting, that's more of a business e question is does putting a role player tale, does that really make, I mean, obviously it did to me. It's kind of like in the same lines as the Oprah Productions. Like, did it really know. need to be done that way? I don't, it's not say does it need to be. Uh, I'm just wondering how effective it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, because obviously I started, but then again, I like Thunderworks games, so I probably would have checked this out anyways. Mm. 
I don't know. That's a hard. I can't really say because it was announced as a role player tale, so it's hard for me to imagine this game if it weren't. But regardless, it does share a lot of like the card art and the card design looks a lot like role player. You might even think it they were role player cards <laughs> if if you were looking if you didn't know what the game was. But anyways, the game's cartographers, which is about drawing a map. So you, it's a roll and write ish. And that there's no dice, but it's like a flip and fill or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call right, it. Right, right. Where you flip over a card and it will have basically a, what's it called? Pentomino? Oh, polyomino. Polyomino, that's it. It'll have a polyomino shape on them. And uh, you have to draw that shape on your map mm-hmm. and fill it in with, you sometimes get options of what terrain type. And the cool thing about this is that there are a number of different scoring conditions and you have like an A, B, C, and D mm-hmm. and there are four phases of the game and certain scoring conditions will only trigger in certain rounds. And so it's like, yeah, I need to worry about this now, but if I choose this, it may help me a couple turns down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like Isle of Sky. Yeah, I was saying Cindy didn't actually play this. I played a solo game of this. Ah, uh, Okay. Which I thought was pretty good. Like, I mean, it's really just try to get the highest score you can in the solo. Right. But well, it's like that in the so the only downside that you would have not experienced as a solo player is unlike a lot of roll and writes, this one gets fun in that you had you get to mark on other people's sheets. Oh, and that so like everybody you flip over a car like you flip over a car every like you know think right like there's a lot of comparisons to railroad ink in this. Hmm. Where you flip over a card and then everybody's drawing in the same thing on their board. However, if you flip a monster over, the monster will have a direction on it. Everyone slides their board that direction and you have to draw that on somebody else's board. Oh my and gosh. so you can draw it in specific spaces. And the monster, the way the monsters are is everything's a grid in this. If for every orthogonal up, down, left and right space next to a monster that's not filled in, you get a minus point at the end of each round for oh, each wow. monster thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the good news is, is you will only ever draw four monsters and you may not even draw that many. Yeah. Because each round, one gets shuffled in and if you draw it, that one comes out and the next round, a new one comes in. But if you don't draw it, it stays in there. So now you have two monsters in the deck. So the only, the maximum you will draw is four, but it still can be a pain when you're working on something up in the corner and then somebody draws it like way out in the middle of nowhere where you don't have anything and now you have to kind of, because like there was one time I think I got like a minus 12. Oh my Just goodness. from, <laughs> you know, because especially if that monster is like one of the last, maybe not the last, but like one of the last cards to come out. Mm-hmm. So you have like one card to try and put as many around there and you're just, ah. Wow. So that's one thing that this game offers that not a lot of roll and write in that category do is there is that player interaction. Yeah. One of the Penny Papers games, uh, the oh, one that we played, yeah. does that as well. Right. But it's not going to be like multiple squares, just like one square you're drawing in. Yeah. And it, for this, this isn't even, it's not like a huge mass. Like some of the ones I think I've seen are, are like three to four square shapes. Yeah. It's like between two and four. Yeah. And I will caveat is I've not played a ton of roll and write games. I've only played maybe on five off the top of my hand. <laughs> so I may not be an expert in the category. But so far, I really like this game. And everyone I've taught this game to really likes this game. That's good. I've been describing it uh, this way because... So I still have Rain, uh, Railroad Inc. Yeah. <laughs> Railroad Inc. is more accessible, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. if I'm playing with non-gamers or people that don't game on a regular basis, I will pull out Railroading. Like, if I'm playing with my family, 
But if I'm playing with gamers, Mm -hmm. like people that board game on a regular basis, hands down, I would pick this one better. See, I almost feel the opposite. Really? Railroad Inc. like is really a brain burner for me. Like knowing what to do with those dice, that was giving me a headache practically. But this like is like one card. I've got one option. Like where can I put that? But as it's from a rules perspective, Railroad Inc. is a lot lighter than this. This is mm. I have to keep track of and I found that happened a lot. I'm like, wait, what round like because you have this, the different scoring yeah, conditions. Yeah, the different scoring conditions and you have yeah, the different scoring conditions and it's like, okay. There's all these different terrain types that you're trying to like, okay, so remind me again, I don't want forests around the edges and I don't want, or, and I want mountains on, yeah. So there was a couple of times I would have to like keep reminding myself Hmm. uh, what each of the scoring conditions were. And that was a common thing. It didn't really slow the game down. It was about the same thing where you flip over and you're like "Eh," trying to figure out where to place it. But Railroad Inc. is, it's just a draw what's on that dice. Like, sure, it's brain-burning and how you do that, but the base mechanics themselves are not mm. difficult. I, I roll dice, and I, I draw what's on those dice. Sure. That's basic. The scoring is, it's, yeah. It's um, at the end of the it's game. It's at the end of the game, and you don't, you know, after you score it once, then you're, oh, okay, I know for next time. Yeah, that that was what got me in uh, Railroad Inc. It's like, like, oh, that's what I'm trying to do? <laughs> It happened, and pretty much that's why I usually always play two games whenever I'm teaching it, Mm. because it's a, just go with it and get the feel, and then at the end of the game, when you see what you've done, and you see how it scores, okay, now I know for the second game. Yeah, but uh, the thing where I was messing up in this, I I had to erase a couple times when I Mm -hmm. played, because I was something with, uh, oh, wait, oh, crap, I actually beat the, I met the threshold for the scoring uh, after, after that last card so i shouldn't have been able to write that it's, uh, it's keeping track of that threshold like you have to go through that sequence of okay when does certain things happen right mm. and i've also found with cartographers i would do like a lot of outside cheats not cheats but uh markings to help me keep track like there's the ones that would be like for every what for every row that a forest is in and for every column that a forest is in you get up. I would just make hash marks at the bottom of each column, and <laughs> anytime, cool. anytime I drew it. So at the end of the at the end of the round, I would just add them up, add up the hash marks, and or like whenever you get a mountain that's enclosed on all sides, you get like a coin where you color in the coin so that you know you've counted that one. Mm. Or there was sometimes like um, when I would get if it needed like six of a type at least, I would like extra bold in the lines to like remind myself. All right, I've achieved this thing. Mm-hmm. I could work on that's something cool. else. So, yeah, there was a lot of little extra doodling. I was curious. I didn't get to try the little mini expansion that was in there that I, allowed you to spend those coins. Yes. So, I have not tried it either, but that seemed really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at it because basically it's you, you get all these coins which are worth points, uh, which is cool because you just you want to earn coins because they're points that just happen every round. Mm-hmm. And but the the other game allows you to spend them, which you can spend them on basically ability like one of three abilities. Yeah, which could be like, oh, this thing you get to draw this round. I get to draw this thing twice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. But overall, uh, solid game. Um, uh, it's it's on pre order for now. I believe it's shipping at Gen Con timeframe. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Basically, well, it's coming up. So- uh, relatively soon. Yeah, yeah. So I've had this for a little bit, but and I've, we've played through it. But what did you think of the game? Yeah, I thought it was all right. It's just a couple of those uh, things to keep track of that I don't normally encounter in a roll and write. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But 
yeah, having played Isle of Sky and Kingdom Builder, like I would like say this is like a mashup flip and fill version of those because yeah. the way the things score, it reminds me of the way the Kingdom Builder gotcha. things score. And but it's totally different gameplay, but just seeing that comparison. Mm. But I liked it. Fantasy theme doesn't do anything for me, but it's not really in there apart so, from... Yeah, I know. And that's where I, I'm not surprised that Cindy hasn't played it. But at the same time... Well, we just the, didn't have time to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, like normally, this is where like normally you would not be interested because of fantasy. But the fantasy theme is not... The monsters are like the only fantasy bit, yeah. which is like four yeah. cards you encounter. Like the, the actual... The rest of the cards you're flipping over are just landscapes yeah. okay. of different types. Sure. Um, I was gonna pull them out, but they're all. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I I I might actually try and get a full. The only comment I've I've heard of, and I I understand it. Somebody had a print and play where they printed and laminated on an eight by eleven. That was really nice. Mm. Versus when you're using pencil on the smaller sheets is nice. But if I were to laminate these, it'd be kind of hard to write on because it's so the sheets are so tiny. Yeah, and yeah. you're oh, you're not necessarily writing from left to right either. You're yeah. uh, so you'd have to hover. Yeah. Oh, so you don't accidentally erase something with right. your hand. Yeah. So I have heard some people talk about they want to they, that if they had the game, they would want to like blow up the sheets a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I w- yeah. You've I, done that before. I would do if I had to. Do, I would do wet erase. Mm. It's like dry erase, like, but you need, you're you need talking to like, uh, use moisture. Uh, what's it called? Overhead projector. Yeah. 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 So oh, like doing, the old doing that so you, yeah. don't, you don't smear things around. Oh, that's a good call because you could just put the overhead. You wouldn't even need to copy. You could just put the overhead on top of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On top of your sheet and just draw. It's mm. a good idea. Cool. So, yeah, that's uh, Cartographers from Thunderworks. I want to say I, I should probably look this up. What its pre-order cost is? Yeah. $24.95. Oh, that's a great okay. price. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. Very reasonable for a game. Oh, yeah. Especially it's, it's the... It, for those at home, it's basically in a codename size box. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if I peeled off the label if this was a codename <laughs> box. And it might be a little small for a codename box, but yeah. it's basically that size. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get to uh, the game show that Cindy has prepared for us, just want to shout out to everyone that they can go to patreon.com slash boards and swords and throw us. All we're asking is for everyone to do a dollar per show or dollar per month. I always want to say dollar (laughs) per show, a dollar per month. And that will help us help pay hosting bills and help us get some cool swag. We want I want to get some new boards and swords dice. Mm. And that sort of thing. And potentially maybe down the line, upgrade some equipment. But you're not getting... In addition, you're getting this as you would (laughs) normally. This isn't going away for anybody. But you're only going to get more. For instance, we are a measly like $6 away from our first 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 goal. Oh, yeah. It's not a Kickstarter, so it's not a stretch goal. Our first goal, which is bonus bonus episodes each quarter, month. I can't remember the thing I put it on there. (laughs) But that's where you're going to get awesome side bits. Just have you ever thought about what we thought about movies? Well, I go see a lot of movies, so I could talk about them. And then the only patrons will get those. I just recently started reading comic books again. And so I could do a show. See, me and Philip. Philip reads comic books, too. Yeah, I don't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so all sorts of that. Plus, if you ever want to hear that RPG, I had to get to work on it because I think we may do the first couple of episodes for free the the mm, um the cat, cat yeah no 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 it's uh oh uh, that's a real ca- thing <laughs> that is a real thing uh i called it yarn finder oh that's uh, right yeah. the, that's the, right. the the cats in space 
RPG. <laughs> yes. So we got to get we got to get to. Uh, I think I said it at fifty dollars a month for that. If we get to, I don't know what level it was. I'll make a song. Yeah, I think it was seventy-five to one hundred. Cindy will I make will a song, write a song, e- write a, song a custom a song, every parody song every month. Every month, I thought it was every three months. It but... might have been every okay. quarter. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should have looked this up. Yeah, but uh, it's, our, it's out there. I promised. You're regardless, done. You're on the hook now. You can now. get some great stuff. <laughs> you're on the hook now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to. Du- I wanted to double check. Like, watch me pee. Oh, three months. The monthly is at seventy-five dollars. Colin's gonna take one of our sound clips and turn it into a tune. Oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> watch me pee. Watch me pee. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me pee. See, look, you didn't even need to. <laughs> All right, and it's hundred so bucks. My for job's the... done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a hundred bucks for the uh, for the, the song, the geeky song parody. Yeah, which excites me. So there you go. All right, Cindy. All right, you guys ready for this? Ready. But, Cue that but, music, no, no, Colin. No. Sorry we don't write to that. Oh, All that right, one. everybody. Come on down. It is time for The Price is Right. Board game edition. <laughs> nice. So we got I'm going to suck at this game. And Colin, <laughs> come on down. We're going to you know, bring you down here to Ooh, contestants row. Yeah. And there we go. That's about it for now. <laughs> okay. So we're going to ha- we're gonna have four rounds, and each round is going to be like the price is right okay so round one what's the showcase showdown what am i getting for we're getting cool- there we're getting get there. there oh okay i promise so round one you guys are each going to guess the price of a game closest without going over mm-hmm. and these are worth one point each all right all, all right. right so your first game is castles of burgundy okay hold on what? question are we going MSRP? Oh, this is Amazon prices. Okay. Everything I did today was on Amazon. And this is based on Amazon when you, because Amazon will fluctuate sometimes. This was she today, today. Today, today on Am- at like 2 p.m. Yeah, when I told her she had to do a game show. Yes. <laughs> so today at 2 p.m., Amazon prices. So Castles of Burgundy. Okay, Castles Chris, of Burgundy. What do you think that is at? Castles of Burgundy. I don't even know if it's in, see, that's a problem is things like it's this. It's in print. It's in print? Yes. Okay. Can that be a factor? Can I know if it's in print or not? I think for, all the for, games she she looked up, I think are in print. Okay. All if, right. If all I, right. I think there was one that wasn't. I okay. will but go $34.99. Okay. Oh, oh, I should say these are all rounded to the nearest dollar. So are you saying 35? Sure. Okay. Colin. That's usually got like a really good price on it. So I'm going to say 20. Um, is it high, closest without, without going, going over? over. Yeah, I will say oh, I'll go a dead 20 then. Ready? Yeah. What's your sound bite for this? Or this? Well, it depends if no, you're right oh, or wrong. Yeah. Well, no, one of you's right. So the actual retail price of the Castles of Burgundy is $27. Aww. So Colin gets a point. I was thinking 26 but I didn't want to be over. All right. So our- Remember, Selka said $73. <laughs> no. So our second game is Battlestar Galactica, the board game. Mm. Ooh. How much is this retailing for? On Colin Amazon? gets to go first this yes, time. Yes, Colin does oh, get yeah, to go yeah. first. So I will go with <laughs> 70. And Chris, Battlestar Galactica. So because I'm going second, I can ramble a bit and say that I don't know if this is still in print. I don't think it is. I don't think it's still in print. But when it was in print, it had an MSRP of $59.99. Mm. So... That's hard to judge because it could be more because it's out of print or it could be less because it's Amazon. <laughs> I'm going to just go even 50. Wait, what did you say? I said 70. You said 70? I'm going to go 50. 
The actual retail price. You can also say if we over <laughs> if we both overbid too. You did not. Okay. The actual retail price of Battlestar Galactica the board game is two hundred and forty seven dollars. Whoa! <laughs> Colin gets a point. So yeah, that one's out of print. I think it is. Yeah, that's the only one that is. But I thought I it was. I was pandering to Philip, and yeah. he's not here. So okay. Whoa! So our actually, Embercelica won and said seventy two dollars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, our Zach, third game... Sorry, I just Zach was close at $300. <laughs> he went over, though. <laughs> he went over, okay. but he was still closest in the ballpark. Yeah. All right. So, the third game, and this is the final game in this... In this round. ...round, is Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Oh, God. Oh, Season 1. Colin, yeah. how much is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 going for on Amazon right now? I'm going to say 35 Okay. And Chris? I have no clue. This could be any... Well, it's probably going to be sub... What did you say? Thirty-five. I'm just gonna go, happened. I'm just gonna go one dollar, Bob. <laughs> and the actual retail price on Amazon of Pandemic Legacy Season One is forty-one dollars. Ah! Oh, sorry. I am that, terrible at this game. All right, you might do better at this one. No. Nope. All right. So round two. Okay, that's my change music. <laughs> this is higher or lower prices. She also gets to be the model at the same time. Yeah. Love so. It. This one is higher these are going to be worth two points each. Okay. So uh, the base game that we're going to give me with, a price is it yes. higher. Okay. So oh, the, is this like the? Sorry, I'm talking for you. Go so ahead. So the base game that, where I'm going to give you a game and it's going to be your baseline, mm-hmm. and everything after that you're going to have to say whether it's higher or lower than the game that you, we just talked about. Okay. So the first game in our baseline is Great Western Trail. It is currently retailing on Amazon for fifty six dollars. Okay. Mm. So we'll go with Chris first. Chris Spirit Island. Is it more expensive or less expensive than okay. the Great Western Trail? So clarifications. Yes. Are we both going to say that? Like, am I going to get a guess? No, and that, or are we each getting you. different games? You're each getting okay. different games. And the starting was what? Fifty six dollars. Fifty six dollars for Great Western, Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail. So now you're giving is Spirit Island. Spirit Island. More or less than that? I'm gonna. I. Now I'm starting to second guess. When I was like, well, I thought it was this. So should I pick the opposite because I've not been doing well? <laughs> uh, Spirit Island. I'm going to go lower. It is lower. It is $55. Yes. So nice. Chris gets two points. Yeah, All right. Sorry. You need a good noise. All right. So, Colin, your game is Concordia. Does it cost more or less than Spirit Island? And what was that at? $55. $55. Okay. Concordia? Concordia. It's lower. It is lower. It is $52. All right. Chris. Okay. The Voyages of Marco Polo. Oh, that's a tough one. So, it's a terrible could, one for me. I, I'm sorry. I know. Philip's not here. He screwed everything up. <laughs> so Concordia was no. $52. Oh, right. Okay. Voyages of Marco Polo. Is it higher or lower than Concordia? So smart Voyages of Marco Polo higher than $52 or lower? I'm going to go higher than $52. It is. It's $55. Yes. So I can do approximations. <laughs> All right, Colin. All right. This one should have been for Chris, but Philip screwed everything up. Mm. All right. So Brass Lancashire. Is it higher or lower than Which $55? Version? It's probably it's the, the current no- one. It's probably the normal version. Brass Lancashire cur- is yeah. the new one. Well, no, I mean, you got the deluxe Kickstarter, the oh. deluxe edition versus the normal edition. No, I'm, I'm sure assuming it's, just it's the probably the normal edition. It did not say deluxe, so I'm guessing it's just normal. Yeah, so Brass Lancashire. Hmm. Is and it we're high- sitting at 55. Marco Polo is 55, so is Brass Lancashire hmm. higher or lower? Uh, um, uh, let's go higher. It is. It's $60. Oh, I went gotten it wrong. I thought it was lower. All right, Chris. Star Wars Rebellion. 
Higher or lower than brass lip? That's a hard one because MSRP is definitely above, but that thing gets discounted all the time. Really? But it's always in waves. Like it'll go, it'll dip, and then it'll be back up. So it's 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 hard to say where. So it was sixty bucks. Was sixty dollars? Yes. Oh man, I'm gonna go higher. Yeah, that's my. It is higher. It was seventy. It's seventy eight. Okay, but like there have been times it's gone for like forty bucks. Mm. So all right, Colin. All right. Mansions of Madness, second edition. Second edition. Is it higher or lower than Star Wars Rebellion, which was seventy eight dollars? Oh man. Uh let's go higher. It is. It's ninety dollars. Yeah, that one's right. not on much of a discount. Yeah. All right, so Chris, your next game is Rising Sun. <laughs> higher or lower than Mansions of Madness, which is at ninety dollars. This is base game. Base game. No, no Kickstarter. No this is re- retail version. Retail version of Rising Sun, yes. Retail version, I'm gonna go lower. It is. It's eighty dollars. All right, Colin. Feast for Odin. Oh man. Is it I, higher or lower than Rising Sun at $80? It's higher. It is. It's $90. That it's on my wish list, so it pops up in my sidebar all the time. <laughs> all right, two more. Chris, five tribes. Higher or lower than a feast for Odin, which is $90. Normally, I would say it's lower. However, I don't know if that one's in print. Mm. I'm going to say lower. It is lower. It is only $40. That's what I thought. So Colin, it was like the, the it could have been like a it was like the 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 Battlestar Galactica, like, I don't know if I've seen anyone buy that game in a while. <laughs> All right, Colin, your last game is Clans of Caledonia. Oh. Is it higher or lower than Five Tribes, which is 40? I got a nice stack of coins here. I want to maintain that. <laughs> also, well, none, of us, we, none of us have gotten this round wrong. So. You have yeah. not. I'm impressed. Let's go Don't screw higher. Up. It is. It's $43. Good job. All right, All right. All right. round three. Now we're going to spin... The whatever the wheel is called, but because we don't have a wheel, we're gonna roll a twenty-sided die. Yay! And the nice thing is, the wheel is twenty-sided. So is it really, yes, yeah. it is. So we're aiming for twenty total. So you're aiming for twenty. You're gonna get two two rolls, but if you go over twenty, then you bust and you get no points. Okay. So if you're high with your roll, you can choose to stop. But if you Colin, get two rolls, you right? get two rolls, mm-hmm. but you can you do you don't have to roll twice. You it's right, you know, right, right. Anyway, so. So do I? Does Colin roll first, or do um, I, I forgot who goes first? Colin on, rolls first because he. You're the current lead. He's the current leader. Yes. All right. That first is a roll. randomized. D20. And we're going to add this what, D20 would not have been. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you roll is going to get added to your total score. Oh, jeez. All right, let's do this. <laughs> he rolled an eleven. Are you going to spin again, or are you going to? I'm going to spin again, Bob. All right. He's spinning again. I was told it was a Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he got 10. Ah! He busted. So That's all I got to do is roll the dice. <laughs> You're going to roll a 21 somehow. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, if I want to increase my points. Yes. All right. So wait, Chris, wait. Does he get anything added to his? He gets no points added to his score. Uh, okay. Hmm. He busted. This is your chance to catch up. Yeah, exactly. Eight. Would you like to spin I'm just going to stay with my If eight. you get exactly 20, doesn't he get a bonus? If you get exactly 20, you add, you add 100 points. Uh, 100 <laughs> points? You didn't think that through. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I think my chances of rolling a 12 are pretty low. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my eight. All right, eight points. Here, just take the die and put an eight there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So now we're on to the showcase showdown. Wait, what does the eight mean? 
I got eight points. You got eight points? Yeah. You didn't say that, did you? I yeah, did. she did. I said, whatever you roll is going to get added to your point total. Oh. She said that before you rolled. I would have stopped at 11. I thought it was the highest person was going to no, get points. No, I told you. Well, it I wouldn't totally matter. I still would have gotten eight <laughs> points. I totally would have stopped with 11 points. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay, whatever. Collins, because I'm a little whiny baby. <laughs> you should hear that right now. Yeah. Because I am a little whiny baby. Except okay. for it needs to be called, I'm a little whiny baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That down so a we're into the showcase showdown. So wait, do I have and 11 points? No, because no, you busted. You busted. You got 21. <sighs> the rules were not specified to me. You said them to Chris, <laughs> I said not them me. Amber Selica said in the chat that she explained. Thank you. So. Thank you, Amber Selica. All right. So Chris, because you are currently in the lead, I'm I guess. think. Because he, yeah, you got the same amount of points in round two, and okay. he only had three in round one, so you're good. All right. So after you've heard the showcase, you can either choose to play, which is guessing how much you think the total value is worth, or you could pass it to pass Colin. Pass it to Colin for him to guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So how's this good bit going to work points wise? If you are within $50, you get 10 points. Gotcha. Okay. If you are within, you know, if you get it without going over, you only get five points. Okay. And, and you get nothing if you go over. You get nothing if you go over, yes. <laughs> and if you get both, if like you guess yours within like, if you guess it within 20 points and he doesn't or vice versa, you know, then you get both showcases. What happens if I'm a dollar off? <laughs> like a dollar over? I, I was just making oh, a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, because yeah. of your... <laughs> margin of error. Yeah, yeah. no. So, yeah. Okay. By the way, Imersoka now in, in caps, they were explained. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was Chris. maintaining buttons on the board here. So, okay. and your showcase, okay. showcase number one is the Scythe Everything Bundle. Ooh. So included in this showcase is the base game. You also get the expansions, Rise of Fenris, Encounters, Invaders from Afar, and the Wing Gambit, and all promos. You also get the legendary box to house all of these wonderful materials. Ooh. Plus, you get the realistic resources, the metal coins, and both broken token ins organizers. How much is this showcase worth? Hold on, can I pull In out In other my ba- words, how much has Chris spent on this game? <laughs> <laughs> can I pull out my bank receipts? <laughs> And this is by Amazon, by the way. Yeah, okay. All these were available on Amazon. So, caveat, I may have spent more than. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not, yeah, this is not the Kickstarter value. No. Oh, so like a part of me wants to play because I have a decent chance of getting this. And I kind of, but a part of me wants to pass because it might be trouble for Colin. But I'm afraid then I'm going to get some Western stump <laughs> that I don't even have any clue at all. Well, she did say the one showcase she cut was specifically tailored to philip so yeah. the second one might be tailored to me yeah mm. all right i'll take this one all right so you can do some calculating in your head yeah. and when you're ready just am i allowed to pull up answer. a calculator just so i don't have you to can do pull the up math a calculator but you cannot i will look not anything i will up, not okay? look anything up <laughs> yeah but no you you're I'm, welcome to add numbers. i'm only look you could see i've just well when, uh, there you go see i just loaded a calculator okay. all right you can add numbers i don't mind that we can just cut out the silence later do, do. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, are you waiting for me? I figured you could explain his while I'm doing that. We want you to be in awe of my showcase, too. Oh, I can... I mean, I I can random jib-jab while you're doing that. Okay, so people out there, Imbercelica, and I forget who else is watching. If you have a guess of how much you think the whole size package is worth, let us know. I need to cover this up because they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're They're already guessing, aren't they? They're guessing. I got to minimize that. (laughs) Chris! You idiot! Well, technically, there's always like, the people shouting in the background. Are. So there technically, are. It's true. All right, that actually, I'm pulling four. this back up. 
But Colin would have an unfair average because he. I can show it to him if he wants. Four (laughs) dollars. I love the people that do that. (laughs) No, 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 no! You're way off. You're Barty Stinson right now. (laughs) I like watching the wheels work. I'm just imagining that that same thing that Philip was talking about, the same meme with Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like all the lines going back and forth on the chart. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Okay. All right. That. All right. I'm going to go an even $300. Okay. Mm. Now we're going to pass it over to so, Colin. Not for yeah. that thing, but for yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll announce both your prices at the end. Colin, you, my dear, have the Rollin' Wright special. Ah. So included in this special is Gonshon Clever, Doppel. Doppelt, whatever you Doppelt. Twice as clever. Twice so as clever. clever. Railroad Inc. Red and Blue Editions. Oh. Welcome to Welcome to Expansion Maps, Quicks, Steamrollers, Fleet the Dice Game, Harvest Dice, Rolling America. And when you're having rolling rights, you must have a laminator. So included is a laminator and pouches. Oh, that's like a and that's an also, X factor there. <laughs> and you've also got a pack of twelve fine tip dry erase markers with an eraser. How much is this showcase worth? This is not fair. He didn't have nearly as many things in his. In Are his, you sure? <laughs> there was, it's the exact same number of items. There was, but everything was scythe. <laughs> <laughs> Unfair. Yeah, all those rolling rights you could average for twenty dollars each. All right, so I'm not allowed to look stuff up. Can someone look those up for me and put them in the chat? <laughs> All right, so how many items were in there? Uh, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games, a laminator with pouches, and dry erase markers and an eraser. Okay, I'm gonna average twenty bucks a piece times twelve, so we got two forty. I'm gonna say two forty. Two hundred forty. And Chris is. I said three hundred. This is gonna be like two ninety. I'm gonna be so mad. All right. So Chris, the I actual think you're under the actual retail oh, I know value, I under, but that was my point is I uh, wanted to be under the actual retail value of the Scythe Everything Bundle is four hundred and seven dollars. Okay, I wasn't that far off. So you were one hundred and seven dollars off. So Colin, your actual retail value three hundred and forty five dollars. Oh man! So Chris is our winner. Yay! Da, 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 I'm trying da, to. There you go. Sorry, there's a delay on this. <laughs> All right, you have to stop it. You have to stop Chris. it or we get cut off YouTube. Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, so yes, congratulations, So if this video is not on YouTube, that's why. <laughs> I mean, you actually were both like, because you were... Oh, so wait, what, you was your, what did you say? 240? I said 240. And what was the actual? Oh, wait. Wait, yeah, I was he, about was, to say, he was $105 off and you were $107 off. See, look at <laughs> so this. So actually, Colin, <laughs> Colin <laughs> Well, you technically each get five points because you were both. So then I win. Yeah. Because I've got Because I didn't get my 11 that I thought I did. Dude. When I we discussed this earlier. When Man, we- isn't it, doesn't it suck when small mundane details keep you from winning? This isn't a mundane detail. <laughs> So you want to know what Phillips would have been? What? Phillips was the all hail Cthulhu starter set. That's more like mine. I know. I, I love that from but, the yeah, office. Yeah, for office space. But I wanted yeah, to do yeah, office space, for you. Yeah. Huh? No, you you're fine. No, no, no. Oh, okay. it, it, it was good. Yeah, I was. I was. The problem is, is the Amazon prices because I know most of the MSRP prices for mm. that stuff. Oh yeah. So I was having to like undershoot, and I wasn't sure what to undershoot by. Yeah, it was actually most of it was directly from Stonemeyer. Like somehow mm. they, I guess they have a deal with Amazon. I don't well, know. They do. They do do some 
direct ship stuff. Yeah, so most of them were like directly from Stonemire, which was pretty cool. So how much was it? Wait, the Scythe one was 407? Yeah. Guys, I definitely have not paid that much, thank God. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. The all-in bundle. Well, so something surprising. I think Railroad Inc. is out of stock or, or is out of print because it was $75 for both Railroad Inks. I think it's the- out That's of, why I, I was off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So one of them, like the blue version was $60 by itself. And then the red version was like $40. And That's because nobody wants the red version. And then there was like a group together <laughs> well, that was 75 Of the expansions, the blue looked more fun than the red. Mm. I've only played the blue. I haven't played the red. Right, because the red, the red was the volcanoes or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the, the red's more destructive on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the intrigue board. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. it's not destructive on other. Pl- it's just you're still working with your own board. Of course, yeah, but it's. You got keywords, destructive, and nobody likes it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Price is right. All right. I had to lose a game sometime. That's <laughs> yeah, true. He was All just right, softballing me. All right. Cindy threw me a softball so that like I can't complain about you always winning games. Really? She like unplugged my headphones when she explained that rule? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> That's why everyone else heard it but me. <laughs> oh, my word. All right. That wraps up. That wraps up our episode for this week. Philip's not here, so I have to talk for him that if you like this show, then you need to come back here next this Wednesday, probably. Boardsandswords.com slash live to see our other show, Dirtbags of Holding, where we play RPGs in the worst way possible. If you do like this show, though, you can email us comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com. You can follow us on Instagram at boardsandswordspod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod. And you can also follow our individual accounts. I am Cindy Pastorius on Twitter and Instagram. I am callcakes196 on both of those. You can find me, Chris the Prof, on Twitter and Instagram. And Phil is Phil the Dirtbag on Twitter. And we are also a part of the Dice Tower Network, which has all kinds of gaming podcasts. You can check out other gaming podcasts like this one. And Cool Stuff Inc. is a sponsor of the network, and they do a lot to support. And you can go to CoolStuffInc.com to find all sorts of awesome gaming deals all the time. Lastly, thank you all for downloading and listening and watching this show. Make sure you go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash boardsandswords. But... In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and Colin likes waving his fingers in the air, apparently. That's how I think. <laughs> it's okay. I tend to mo- I talk with my hands sometimes, too. People say I've got a good point. That's what they're talking about. It's uh... my- I'm actually pointing. <laughs> Would you say it's a point salad? I should try doing that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. That has That's got me thinking in dark places now. <laughs> like, is it just my fingers in the salad? <laughs> <laughs>